Welcome to Career Crossroads. I'm your host, Jonathan Colleton, and if you're struggling with a career decision or work with people who need help making career decisions, I'm glad you're here. This is the third in the Chronicling Career Crossroads series, and if you're just tuning into this series for the first time, here's a brief recap of what this particular pack of episodes is about. Two and a half years ago, I started Career Crossroads as a podcast. I interviewed people, I edited the episode and added some lessons to it, and I put it out there for the world to hear. Rinse and repeat. And I did that for about 70, 75 episodes. I stopped evolving, and I just kept doing things the same way. Now, two and a half years after I started, and six or seven months after I took a break from recording, it is time for Career Crossroads to evolve. Part of that evolution is happening at careercrossroads.ca, where I'm adding blogs and other styles of content, and part of that evolution will happen in the episodes after this series, where I add in new styles of interviews, academic crossroads, career coach conversations, career crossroads shorts. Those are the three new styles of shows I think will be merging into this RSS feed for Career Crossroads. But this episode is going to focus on a different side of things. For a long time, I've wanted to take what I have learned from this show and use it to help students and young people. That's who I work with day to day, and I think that is a group that can be impacted by the type of content that comes across this feed. I want to help these people realize that careers are not linear, that you don't have to pick one path and stay on it forever. I want to help them understand that they're going to face adversity in their career and that they can overcome that adversity. I want to show them that a career plan is only a plan until you change your mind about what you want. Then you make a new plan. I can do this by sharing what I've learned from these 70 plus people I've interviewed on this podcast. But in order to do that, I need to answer two questions. One, what is the best content that I have to share with those people? And two, how do I take what I have and make it useful in a different format, a different setting? That's what this episode is all about. It's about deciding what content I have that can be useful and utilized in a different way. When I first started thinking about this episode, about content as an episode, my concern wasn't how do I use this content? I'd already actually put some thought into that, which I'll talk about in a little bit, but my concern at the very beginning was whether I should use this content. I was wondering, is it ethical to use these stories in a way that is different from what I originally intended? To provide some context to what I mean by that, when someone agrees to be on the Career Crossroads podcast, they are agreeing to something specific. We will sit down and record an interview about their career journey. I will then edit that interview, provide some commentary, and put that episode on the Career Crossroads RSS feed with a vector art image of a headshot that they have given me. I promote the interview. Sometimes they promote the interview. People listen. Everybody wins. But what I'm talking about doing now is taking this content and using it for another purpose. I'm going to use these stories to help convey broader messages in a different format, in presentations and public speaking engagements. Over the years, as I've batted around the idea of doing this, I've talked to friends about it, and no one has ever brought up the concern of ethics before. But it was something that I began to think about, so I decided to talk to some people and get their opinions to help me come to a conclusion. 
No one seemed to have any real concerns, and in the end, the person who summed up their feelings the best was Rachel, my occupational therapist friend who I interviewed way back on episode four of this podcast. When I asked her about this, she said something along the lines of, the content is already out there. People can listen to it if they want, and if the podcast is more successful, more people will hear it anyways, so talking about it is fine. That certainly reinforced the idea to me that I'm in the clear. And it also began to make me think about all the keynote speakers that I have seen over my time. The good ones, in my opinion, are retelling stories of experiences they have had and the lessons that they have learned. And really, that's exactly what I'm trying to do. I was a participant in these interviews, and I'm sharing the stories about my interaction with other people from my perspective. So yeah, ethically, I think I'm good to go. That doesn't mean it's going to stay that way forever. Certainly, someone I have interviewed could, at some point in the future, ask me not to talk about our conversation in presentations or workshops, and of course, I'll listen to those wishes. But when I think about what Rachel had to say, it seems to me that it's probably unlikely to happen. So for now, I will move forward and not worry too much about this. Now back to the two questions from earlier. One, what is the best content to share? And two, how do I take what I have and make it useful in a different format? Without stating these questions so vocally, I actually began to think about this back in 2021 because I applied to be a speaker at Conexus 22, which is a conference for career development professionals across Canada. I was sharing my journey of creation, the story of how I created Career Crossroads and the different things that I learned from it. And in that process, I started grouping interviews together where I felt similar lessons could be pulled. Let me tell you about what I came up with at the time so you have a better idea of what I'm talking about when I say grouping content together. The first group I came up with was parents. There have been a number of people that I've interviewed whose lives changed dramatically when they became parents or a few years after having their first child. When their life changed, their career changed. The poster children for that group are Heather and Ronak, the husband and wife duo who worked in marketing and social work respectively, and then had three children and started a cafe slash children's play place so that they had somewhere for busy parents like them to gather with their children. They are probably my favorite example of how being parents can change your career trajectory. Now, when I think about who could benefit from hearing about them, it's probably not high school students. It's probably not all post-secondary students. But what about students who are about to graduate or alumni? people who are closer to having children. Parents are an easy group to come up with, and they might not be the best example, but I do think I can see a world where talking about parents I have chatted with could actually benefit some people. So let's pick another one. What about the people I've talked to who have had co-op experiences and internships during their post-secondary education that impacted their career path? Now, that seems like a group of stories that has a ton of value for people who are thinking about getting experience while getting education. A great example from that group is Tyler, who left university for college when he realized he wasn't getting the education to support his goals, and then he realized he would rather work in radio over television when he was doing his internship at NHL Network Radio. His hands-on practical experience during his co-op is what allowed him to make that choice. People like Tyler, people who've had that experience, that is a group that I can see having a lot of value in sharing their experiences. High school career classes, 
university co-op prep classes or on a panel of a university career center, I think the possibilities are many. So let's file this one under definitely work towards. I also looked at the many people I've interviewed who went back to school as mature students. Each of them either started or graduated from a degree or diploma program in their 30s, and their reason for going back to school were many. Kate had a supervisor in her role at an insurance company that suggested she might be a great fit for HR, so she went back to school. Brandon was working in university alumni relations when God literally spoke to him and told him to preach the Bible. He went back to school and he is now doing that. Shelley left her career in hospitality in India to start a new life in Canada, but she had to go back to school in Canada to get a better job. She's now a college instructor teaching marketing and project management. And lastly, Nick. He was working on the business side of a telecom company in Toronto when a cancer diagnosis prompted him to go for his dream. He recently graduated from Columbia Film School in New York, and he's now breaking into the film industry back in Canada. None of these people, Kate, Brendan, Shelley, or Nick, none of them could have predicted this change was about to happen, but they are all thriving after making that pivot. I see so many opportunities to share these particular stories to help all kinds of people. I think anyone from high school to post-secondary to beyond can benefit from hearing the real experiences of people who went back to school and changed their career because life happened to them. There is no age where you're too old to go back to school, and I think that is a lesson worth sharing. So parents, people with co-op experiences, and mature students, these were all content groupings I identified about a year and a half ago to a year ago. And as I've thought more about this topic, I've come up with a number of other groups of content that I think would be useful. Some of these I actually came up with quite recently because I was putting together a proposal to speak to high school students considering post-secondary education, so I can see some immediate application for some of these groups. I'm going to go into far less detail here, but here's four new categories I've been thinking about. The first is using your degree skills in a slightly different way. This category includes Haley, who's using her experience working on wild primate rehabilitation as a police officer specializing in forensics. Then we've got pursuing your dream and education at the same time. This category includes my brother-in-law, the former rock star turned journalist for the Toronto Star. Next up, we have education is valuable for the connections you will make. This is a grouping that includes Ashley, who met all the right people in university and became LeBron James' very first intern. Lastly, we have how education can lead you down an entirely different path. A great example of this is my old boss, Nadia, who ended up stumbling into a career in student affairs during university like so many of us did. Let's step back for a minute and get away from some of these details and regroup a bit. The topic of this episode is content, and the questions I posed were, what is the best content to share, and how do I package it in a useful way? I have just listed seven different content groupings. Each of them has a different message, a different target audience, and most importantly, they all involve sharing stories of real people who have been through a real career change. I think this is a great step towards proving to myself and others that there is value in what I'm trying to do here. I can package these stories from this podcast into valuable lessons for others. It's also worth mentioning that the work here is definitely not done. 
I'm not here saying, well, here's my content groups. Let's just start promoting this. This is what I'm going to do now. No, no. The more I revisit the interviews I've done and the more conversations I set up for the future, the more interesting content I'll have to work with. The expansion of this podcast into the four different styles of episodes I mentioned at the beginning of this episode, or I think I mentioned three, the fourth is the same traditional long-form interviews that I've done before, that expansion will only provide more diverse content for the future that will be useful for what I am trying to achieve. So on the topic of content, I am content. We're going to end things here this week. So as always, if you have any feedback on this episode, reach out and let me know. The email address is careercrossroadspod at gmail.com or there is a contact page on careercrossroads.ca where you can reach me. Episode four of the Chronicling Career Crossroads series will be on the market soon, so look out for that in the near future. Until then, be well. <laughs>